0: Bam, we're live again. I bet you he doesn't show. I bet you he doesn't show. I bet you he doesn't show. I can't hear you.
1: Oh, oh, I don't give a First look. I don't
0: sorry. He doesn't show. I bet he doesn't show.
2: Yeah, we haven't heard from him this morning.
0: I bet she doesn't
1: show. I bet you doesn't show.
0: Did you text him privately? No, oh, I just text him on that thread that you're on. Dude. Yeah. 191 or two shows in And we did our first double book We fuck, I fucking booked Mike Bergener And Emily Abbott this morning Like a jackass
2: I thought Bergener was next week
0: uh, He is now Did you see something come in in the calendar For that
2: Yeah I, I uh, committed to it Oh bitchin Oh that's awesome Bergener is a fascinating man Fascinating have you ever talked to him I don't, um, no, I don't think so, but I've always just, I've appreciated when they've had him on commentary, um, at, uh, they had him on rogue the first year or was it the virtual one? I can't remember.
0: You bump Bergener for Emily. Not exactly. I know it sounds like that. I know it sounds like that. And no, that's not exactly, I don't want to say that's exactly true, but, but it's kind of true, but it's not true. True. Like exactly true what happened to him the morning after the games Who? Was- um uh, brian's gonna hijack the mike bergner show he's gonna he's gonna make it all about him he's gonna be like hey can you help me he's gonna put in these like questions like trying to get help on his clean and on his snatch and on his back squat and like he's gonna be like so should i do this what do you think about hobart's programming he's been trying to help me get stronger
2: i know, I know. i'm finally gonna put hobart's programming to the test this weekend oh you are we're having a little showcase at the gym, like Olympic lifting showcase. And I, am going to just, I'm going to do it for fun as like a lifting day, but it'll be the first time since I've done this programming that I actually go, um, like heavy, he-
0: heavy. Good. Uh, I, heavy so someone, <laughs> so someone wrote Hopper was supposed to be on at 10 AM. No, I don't think so. I'm going to see if it is. Then we're all screwed up. Then this show, then's going to, um, he said, uh, he said, it's gotta be tomorrow at twelve Eastern time. I said, great. And then he said, what about n- 10 Eastern time? And I said, no. Um, that's that's 7 a.m. for me, and I'll already be on with Emily Abbott. And he said, Okay, 12 works for me. So 12 Eastern time is 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, right? 12 minus three is nine? My I- oh yeah, you're you're on it. <laughs> okay, thank you. And so um it is supposed to be so, what I'm going to do is, do you have a truck outside your house? There's some construction going on in the parking lot. Sorry. And, and you can, no, it's fine, but you can hear that. That's some ghetto ass living. Ghetto ass living. <laughs> you can hear construction outside. Where do you live in Chicago? Oh, here we go. I should have called him on the uh, on the, the house phone. But he might not answer if I call him on the house phone. He have answer if he sees it's me, calling. It's awfully presumptuous of me. Have you ever tried to get Chandler on? No, I haven't, actually. Hopper must be working on full elbow extension. Hopper must be on drain thrusters. Is that a dig? Hey, this is Jason. I couldn't pick up the phone Oh, jeez. Right oh, jeez. Oh, oh, geez. Oh, here
1: he is. Here he is. Hey, buddy. Hey, I'm coming. I'm
0: coming. That's what your mom said. Okay. Bye. Oh, I hung up on him. I hung up on him. Okay, so he's coming. That's good. That's a good sign. He he like he was That's in- what your mom said. <laughs> I know. That wasn't cool. I just can't help it. I know that wasn't cool. Um, He's a good Christian lad. He doesn't deserve any of your mama jokes. Uh, He sounded like he was in the bathroom
2: taking a shit,
0: right? Like, Did you hear it was a little echoey?
2: Or maybe popping um, a zit.
0: I like it. I like it. I like it. Um, you should ask if he's still willing to get Chandler. You, have you ever tried? No, not Chandler. Uh, ask what happened the day after Rogue. Why? What happened? Um, maturity level one thousand. Yes, yes, that is me. Make sure the beard is finely groomed, Brian. You'll have a twenty pound PR. He's coming, but he's getting. He's coming, but he's getting on the podcast. I don't understand any of these. Hey, so you did tell me about your article you did with Emily Abbott.
2: Morning that was talk. right when I started. Um, that was right when I started the morning chalk up, and I was it was like three months before the start of the season. I didn't know really what to write about because they hired me to be a sports writer, mm-hmm. and so I I pitched a couple ideas. They liked that one, but they didn't think I would ever like ever get a hold of her. Hey,
0: dude. And you did. Okay, we'll continue that. What's up, dude? Can you all hear me. We can. Sounds like you're in the bathroom. What? It sounds echoey, like hollow, like we're oh. not hearing the deep, soothing baritone of your voice. I'm in a, a loft and we have these like
3: offices. And so I'm in one of those. But is it fine oh. audio? Do I need to go somewhere else?
0: No, no, you're good. You're good. As long as the connection's good. What do you think, Brian? I'm
2: just happy you showed up. Yeah. Otherwise, to... you're going to start asking too many things about me. Superstar Jason Hopper Just glad he showed up Jason
0: you're I have to fix your um, Name on the bottom Of your screen I'm surprised people Don't complain in the comments That I This is the kind of thing People like to complain about It's, it's J Hopper 3
2: Yeah <laughs> Change it to J Hopper 7
0: <laughs> Cause, Cause he took 7th at Rogue
3: no. Brian Brian's getting a little Too comfortable
0: Way
1: too
3: comfortable. I actually try to change it to get that three off of there because that's so like, I put three That's from like high school, my high school football number. And I try to take it off and it won't let me.
0: Uh, um, uh, sorry sorry um Jason uh, I had Emily Abbott on this morning and it was a, it was probably one of the best podcasts I've ever done it was the best podcast I've ever done it was by far the best podcast I've ever done I'm just saying that hopper to mess with you because of what you told those other podcast people you douche um but um <laughs> but someone someone wrote in the comments isn't Emily the one who who said she kissed her husband and that's why she popped for drugs that's the way Brian thinks that it was Brian claims that it, we discussed this yesterday in the show that it was or that she said it was oral sex. I think that he's confusing his test positive people, and I I don't think she said it was um oral sex. I think it, she said it was like from kissing or something.
2: And it definitely wasn't her husband. I don't. No, definitely this. not her husband. We agree there. But it was the guy she was with at the time.
3: Yes. I've never heard that story, but
2: okay. <clears throat> you don't need to know about that story. You need to focus on. Things are happening now.
1: You're right, you're,
0: right, you're right. Um, yesterday, Brian, you said that Gee's holes are um what did you say about his holes? You said something about Gee's holes. I said something about his holes taking 19th. He says his holes, his holes are fixable.
2: Well, there's oh. an old adage. I think that um, Ben Bergeron was the first one I heard say it, and he says, you know, I can I can get you up to like I can improve your aerobic capacity in six months. But if I want to improve your strength by the same margin, I need six years.
0: Um, how about does the, How about Jason's holes? Or the is he on the six? Does he have six? Can <clears> in <throat> six months, or does he need six years?
2: I mean, actually, John's working on something right now that talks about that in CrossFit, you don't need to win strength in events; you just need to be strong enough not to take huge hits in them. And Jason's strong enough. Already. The things that I, I think, and he can obviously tell us, I think the things that he's working on are things that are fixable in a much shorter time domain relative to strength.
0: What's up, dude? How are you? <laughs> What's up, Jason? What's up? You look good. You showered this morning?
3: Yeah. Did you Yeah. Did you just get me on or something?
0: No, I'm just like, just, just feeling the waters. We, you and I beat to different drummers, and so I'm just making sure that like, you know... <laughs> Occasionally, our drummers intersect. I
3: don't know what that means, but okay, feeling good. I feeling great. I was actually really sick yesterday for some reason. I was thrown up, and yeah, I don't
0: know why. Uh, you, uh, another another athlete there told me that too. It's so funny. It's interesting you say that. Another athlete I spoke to yesterday told me that they are really really sick, and and I said, and the way they were describing the sickness was was that they swam in the water at Madison. Did you have the shits too? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what the fuck? I don't know what it was. Uh, do you know anyone other athletes? You didn't drink yourself? that
2: rogue beer, did you? Was it the rogue beer?
0: No. <laughs> do you know, know anyone else who has the shits? Who had the shits yesterday? I don't. Oh, and his voice was all fucked up yesterday too. I talked to him on the phone. I'm like, dude, you're a mess. What happened? He goes, I have no idea. Just out of the blue, I fucking got the shits, and I'm. Who Go ahead, Jason. I'll let you talk. So who was it? Uh, I can't tell you. (laughs) Josh Bridges. Um, Where is that event? Where is that event I wanted to talk to you about? Uh, Which was the event that was um, four rounds? Concept two. Is that number four where he took eight? Yeah. Can you walk us through that event, Jason? Do you give a shit about this, Brian? I do
1: yeah are we not gonna talk
0: about all of them we sure i mean we can if you if you to. but that one really interests me that one interests me because that for me that was like okay this is really gonna like is this guy like i just kept remembering what happened to you at the games with the Hoofelstone stone hoof, hoofle waffle stone and i was like okay we're gonna get to see uh what happens to jason here four rounds skier ghd hill run like are we gonna have to see like brian shaw come and carry him off that would have been awesome by the way
2: if he would have picked you up <laughs> like, like, like a little baby and carried you off
3: dude he was so he's so big it's unreal.
2: i don't okay. think i don't think we're ever gonna see jason look like he did at the end of the hoofles spec again never
0: uh w- w- why you'll mitigate that with pacey now because you're smarter or <laughs> be fitter or both
3: just uh i would just be smarter I mean, I was in that workout at the games. I was just, I came out know, 100%. Like, I was, I was an idiot. It'll never happen again like
0: that. I don't know. I kind of like it. Okay. So, so event. So, I mean, there's something to be said for that, isn't there? Said for what? For, for just coming out and just giving it your all. Like, who did we see do that? Um, who did we see come out super duper hard? I want to say it was an event six. It was one of the women. Who was that?
2: At the games or here in the rogue? Here
0: at Rogue. At Rogue.
2: I mean, Laura started fast in that event. Um,
0: there was one of the events that one of the women came out so freaking hard and then she just lost it. I don't know. Was it-, well, it was
2: Laura. She was in the lead after the the row and the step ups. But, you know, no, everyone kind of knew that that would fade when she got to the <laughs> gymnastics. If the workout was just rowing and sandbag box step-ups, Laura Horvath might win. But if it was just handstand push-ups and ring muscle-ups, she's probably going to lose. So that's not a great example of that. Like this, What happened to Jason at the games in that workout was, was just that, I mean, like you said, it was really thoughtless execution. He just went out there and went for it in a workout where you needed to kind of ease into it.
1: Correct. Ease into it. And
2: you did that. I mean, I think that, I don't know. I felt like that, that fourth workout, as long as we were talking about, it, I felt like you, you know, for a four round workout, you had a fairly good pace throughout. You never really fell off the pace. You maybe increased a little bit towards the end, but it was pretty, pretty steady and good execution.
3: Yeah. I, I did exactly what I wanted to in that workout. I knew I wasn't, it was a GHD workout. It was going to be, not necessarily who's going to be the best on the run or the ski. It was going to be whoever can do the GHDs the fastest and be able to move efficiently on the other two movements. And so I knew I wasn't the fastest at the GHDs. And so I – like Madero's is like crazy at GHDs. And so my strategy was like, hey, we're going to hold this pace on – The skier and then basically be controlled on the GHDs, move through the run, like don't die. Like the whole weekend, the whole thing, the the entire time I was just telling myself every single workout, you need to be the person that is in control of the throttle. Like that's the only thing I was telling myself before during each workout. And that was a workout where if the moment you become out of control of a workout like you can't put give any more in, the, in on the throttle, then you're over. And so held my pace on the ski, move controllably through the GHDs and then move through the run. And so took eight. <laughs> happy about it.
0: Those are some incredible text messages coming in.
3: That, I, don't know, I, don't know, I don't know how to mute them. Hold on, let's see if I mute this. it will mute me. Can you hear me now? Yeah,
2: yeah we can still uh, hear you. At what um? I at what point?
3: I can't hear you now when I mute it, so I can't.
2: Uh, hear it. At fine. what? It's
0: um, cool to know how often you're being text. Sorry, Brian. Go ahead.
2: At what point did you know that that was a GHD workout? Because I I think that Madero's. Talked about the fact that after watching the women go, or maybe it was the first heat of the men, that he realized like, oh, there's a lot of time that can be made up or lost on a GHD.
3: I knew it was a GHD workout when I was in heat two, and all the people from heat one passed us, and they said it's a GHD workout. Okay.
2: And I knew everybody. The interesting in- thing about that comment is, and maybe you talked to Velner about this, but when watching the that your heat, it looked to me like. Like just, I mean, a lot of the cameras were on those two, which is what it is, what it is. But it looked like a lot of like Justin knew that from the start, and Pat was figuring that out round by round. Oh, really? Like he was lo- losing a lot of time. He lost a lot of time to everyone on the first round of the GHD. In the second round, it seemed like he was like, oh, "I need to do something about this." And that he increased his rate of GHDs in rounds three and four, but it was too late at that point for him, relative to Justin, at least.
3: Yeah, I, for me, I knew that I was going to pull like if anybody was pulling harder than me on the first round, cause I think I'm relatively good at any machine. And so
1: my pace was pretty good. I feel like, um, like if, if you were
3: pulling harder than me, if not the same, then you were going really hard. Um, and so I was, I found a pace to settle in on, that everybody else was doing because i pretty much knew that this was a this pace is going to affect them more than me um and so i knew it was a ghd workout so i got on the ghds and just try to stay controlled
2: do you do weighted ghds often
3: dude that was the first time i've ever done a weighted ghd
2: what they Seriously? don't well, I mean, honestly they don't show up very very much um i've never done like i know people a lot of times will do like hold on a GHD with a certain weight, but med ball GHDs, they're just like, they're not that common. And, uh, and it, you know, so I'm not surprised to hear that.
0: We give you a, uh, we finally, you have a, you have an official nickname now, Jason, Jason, the machine hopper. I like that. I like it. Done, done. Merry Christmas.
1: Thanks.
0: Merry Christmas. Um, hey, is um, how. Uh, is Matt your coach? Like, I'm hearing, like, he's, like, sitting there with, like, a notebook, watching each of your events, taking notes, writing down, giving feedback. Like, is is it really that close? Is he your coach, coach? Or is it Marconi? Marconi.
3: I mean, it's both of them. Like, he's not my day-to-day, but he was there. Like, I was talking to him every day after each event, before each event. Um, I mean, like, yeah, he is my coach, but there is also another guy who is, like, Right by my side, if you will.
0: And um, is it helpful?
3: That he's my coach. Yeah. Yeah. Did you, uh, did you not see the games and then this competition? It's like night and day.
2: Yeah, but you didn't have him as a coach at, at Mid-Atlantic, and that was night and day from the games as well.
3: Yeah. That wasn't... It, it was the athletes that were at the match... I mean, there were there was like eight good ones, but everybody else was like just regional type. Style. There were
2: more, there were more than eight good ones. There were a couple of great ones,
0: dude. So the, let the hate pour in now. Jason's fucked.
3: I said there's eight really good ones.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: well, I
0: mean,
1: hey, we, I don't even know was, what he's talking about. By
3: seven, the way, there was only seven games athletes.
2: Yeah, but they, it's not like they were just. 20th to 30th to 40th place finishers at the game. So you're talking about a previous champion, a now current champion.
3: I said eight really good ones.
2: (laughs) Yeah, but you dusted all of them without Fraser or Marconi or any of it.
1: Dusted. uh, I don't know.
2: That's a
0: term from the eighties, meaning you whooped their ass, you left them in the dust, like a like a like a Bugs Bunny cartoon. You know, like when he runs away and there's just like a pile of dust the dude's left in, you dusted them. Hey, but I don't know what he's talking about. Did he do like I I don't think if Jason um I don't think Jason did bad at the games. I don't think he did um uh I mean how how what what, what are we seeing that was different. different? But how? Isn't it just that the competition was better at the games?
2: Like how do we know Jason's getting better? There were guys at the Mid Atlantic who were at the games that j- that Jason crushed at Mid Atlantic and got crushed by at the games. And okay. The, namely, you know, Justin, but also, um, you know, Scott Panchik, even with a hurt knee, who was able to beat him at the games after Jason crushed him at the MAC.
0: Okay. Okay. And so you think that's just all Jason's fault? And Travis fault? Mayer. That's all don't Jason's forget Travis fault. Mayer. Travis. And that's all Jason's fault? It's <laughs> not because those guys are <laughs> so no, good or the no, programming. No. That's just Jason shit the bet fucked up at the games?
3: I don't think there was there was some training that hadn't been done for the games because of just lack of experience. And then, you know, there's a lot of it that went into
0: Of all the stuff that you're, you're most like – like, like so so there's these things that you see in people like Vellner shit in the bed on the swim at the games Laura Horvath and her handstand push-ups I'm sure Brian can think of like five or six things where like uh, 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 Annie with her was Annie's muscle ups for a long time there's just these things that you're like Jesus like uh, as a fan you're just like why aren't these things fixed yet and by the way which I don't think is a fair judgment of them I think these people are trying to fix these things. Um, do you have anything like that that you look at and you're like, oh man, this is gonna be really hard to fix? Yeah, uh, pretty much all
3: the high, really? volume, high volume gymnastics. Like, you like you just can't fix that overnight. It takes-
0: and, and what does that mean? Handstand, push ups, ring, 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 muscle ups. Like, like what are high volume gymnastics? Pist- how about pistols?
3: I'm actually, really good at pistols, um, but more so like burpees.
2: Have um, you ever done pistols at the same, like, like in the same at the same time as Fraser? Like when you're with him, because that guy's cycle rate right on pistols is is the best I've ever seen.
3: I mean, I'm sure I'm not moving that fast just because of range of motion, but I mean, I'm not like terrible. Um, but yeah, just like handstand push-ups, gymnastics, uh, like those things will be fixed. But I don't. I don't know the time domain of when I'll be like from average to like elite by them. Like who knows?
2: And I think I think that that even in that case, there's a distinction. Like no matter how much he works on handstand pushups, if you put him up in a in a handstand pushup workout that's 50 for time against Dan Bailey, he's never going to beat him because even if Jason can do them all unbroken and Dan can do them all unbroken, it's going to take Jason two tenths of a second longer to do every one because of how long his arms are. But he has to figure out how to manage those movements for which he's at that disadvantage. And he has advantages on other places against someone with a similar stature to Dan. But but yeah, that's you know, I think that's a wise observation. Like that's going to be something that he has to navigate through as he's trying to become the best.
0: Poor Jason, Sevon and Brian talking like he's in there. Dude, I'm this guy likes that. You need to understand, Jason, he likes that. <laughs> He likes that. Um, uh, off subject here, and this is a good question, Gershwin's asking, why was Sammy um, Katrin's coach? Do you, do you have any insight into that, why Sammy was Catron's coach at the um, at the Rogue Invitational? Liar. Um, okay. Well, thank you.
2: He's not focused on – he's not worried about other athletes. He's focused on, on what Jason's doing.
0: I understand. I understand. That's not my business. That's none my, that's none my business. <laughs>
2: I see a guy put a comment Fukowski is tall too and makes it work. Go back and watch Mary and let me know how, how well that worked out for him. Hmm.
0: Uh, what did you think about the final event, Jason? When you heard it, did you love it?
1: Uh,
3: I didn't love it. It was actually pretty scary. Cause I don't like, I'm not a huge fan of like, very fast workouts like 90 seconds two minutes like the adrenaline anticipation of those workouts scare me uh and so going out there um knowing that this is a 60 second workout like there's you can't make a mistake you can't miss anything like you can go you can go super fast and it'd be perfect and it still may not be good enough
2: because 60 second workout would have been good 66 second workout wasn't good enough you're right. So you know what? Sport, bro. Well, I'm looking at the numbers here, but either way, it wasn't good enough. But thats I don't think it was your fault. 85% of the men and 70% of the women who had a chance to do that workout twice improved their time the second time they did it. And you guys, the top five athletes, men and women, had to go up against 10 other athletes who already had a crack at it, who'd already been able to get off their ass, get out of the dugout, start moving, get the blood flowing and practice it once, whereas you guys didn't have that chance.
0: I think you presented that question in a very, that statement in a very biased way. Let me tell you what Brian is doing here. (laughs) Last night in the show, we talked about, and and we'd love to get your input on it. Please ignore everything that Brian said right there. Um, We'd like to get your input on, do you think it was an advantage having a buy or not? Brian's in the camp, and, and he's got some great fucking points that it's a disadvantage to have a buy, and I'm in the camp of it's an advantage, although he did say some really smart shit last night.
2: Dude, this guy, this guy bug first of all in the comments is killing me. He I says would. this guy in the comments bug is killing me. He said Fukowski never took nineteenth. He's taken twenty third at the games. This is just just stop making comments that are that are in a, inaccurate, buddy.
3: Yeah, Wait, twenty just, burpees I, bug. I just clicked the comments and so now I gotta see him all. Okay,
0: so Jason, tell us about this. is great This is great. This is gonna be the highlight of the show right here. Tell us about. Um, tell, hey, girl, what's up? What's your name?
3: <laughs> it's my wife. Oh, hey wife. Jesus. We're on live. Holy yeah, shit. Yeah, Did you 30. check
0: her? Is she of age? How old is your wife? 21?
3: 22? <laughs> 20? <laughs>
1: I'm, 21. I'm
0: 22. Card her. Um uh, wasn't it really beautiful. A... What? She's beautiful. Yeah, very. Um uh tell me um about the um about, about the buy. the final event.
3: Um, I think it was a disadvantage for the athletes. Reason because I think, well, there was only only three people got cut out of, right? Only three people got cut. And yeah. So we, all, all you had to be was, all you had to do was beat three people and you would have moved on. And so the chances of us beating three with like even the mistakes were relatively high. Um and so that my time may have still got me in into the next round, which I would have like understood the workout, like I would have went through it one time. Um, I would have been warm and I would have been ready to go.
0: And that and that was um, that was also Brian's argument yesterday. And when you say three, just to be clear, um, shouldn't it, shouldn't it be five or was it three because two dudes dropped out?
3: Two dudes dropped out.
0: And, and do you know why those dudes dropped out? It was Vigneault and Houdet? Houdet.
3: I mean, Houdet got sick. I don't know the other reasons for the other guy.
0: Uh, explosive diarrhea and vomiting like you had and Josh Bridges had or something else? <laughs> I have no idea. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Because, and, and tell me about the allergies there before we go into more about Event 7. Were people there having severe allergies?
1: I didn't see any. <laughs> oh, Whew.
0: you're fucking up the story, Jason. You're fucking up the story. I'm
3: just reading the comments.
1: I just finally got him up.
3: This is
0: awesome. No, don't yeah. do that. Come on. Hey, let us determine what you see and don't see. Jason, so you weren't, you didn't see a bunch of people blowing their nose? Like, we interviewed Vellner, and, like, I mean, the, the dude was blew his nose 20 times in a 20-minute interview. And I've spoken with other people, and I guess the, the allergies there were crazy severe for people. You're saying that not a, not a boy like you, not – you ain't no you ain't no pusillanimous no it's it's a word I learned from Emily Abbott this morning you don't call people a pussy you call them a pusillanimous that's the, the actually the word it's the fool um is Lance Hopper your brother Jason who's Lance Hopper
3: Lance is not my brother
0: who is that no idea oh do you have a brother yes (laughs) <laughs> moving swimmingly well okay so so what why couldn't you warm up before what why why did you need to actually do the event in order to um uh warm up why can't you just be warming up on the side
2: they didn't let you do we're, a couple we're test we're runs enough.
0: of that before we
1: were ready dug dugout.
2: Let me, get, let me throw some numbers at you, Stefan.
0: But how about before that? Th- thank you, Brian. But hold on one second. How about before that? You Didn't you get to pick the bag up or do some snatches? Like, I can't yeah, just- we
3: did 30 minutes before.
0: Okay. So you were warmed up. I thought you said you didn't have a chance to warm up.
2: We cooled down. Cooled down. Jensen, in, a, down. On a t- in a, every other event, or you know, how long before you took the floor did they take you into that dugout? How long before? Yeah. yeah.
3: Like three minutes.
2: And so for the athletes that were in heat one, round one for the men, they were in the dugout, maybe we can say three to 10 minutes before they took the field and did their first run through Yeah. on the live stream that happened at four hours and 32 minute mark, three minutes later, heat two took the floor and three and a half, three minutes after that, heat three took the floor. Then there was another 12 minute gap between your heat taking the floor, which means that you guys, because they brought all of the men into the dugout at the same time for that event, right? Mm Mm-hmm. All, all 18 that were remaining so you guys had an extra 19 minutes sitting there doing nothing before your first chance to go out on the floor and during that 19 minutes you were not allowed to touch any weights or you know you could do calisthenics in the dugout but you couldn't do anything else in terms of touching weights lifting bags yeah. jumping rope anything like that
1: yeah
2: so that's the extra 19 minutes that he and or we and we could say on the low end 12 minutes that they had an extra 12 minutes relative to some of the other guys who went in the last heat um that they just had to sit there.
3: Yeah. I mean, it is what it is. It's not like an excuse. It just it is what
2: it is. No, it's, like, it's not an excuse. But in in, in my – when I sit back and look at the event, this event had a ton of potential. Savan talked about last night how he thinks that it, it, it could have been the greatest event ever programmed. And what I'm saying is there were only 20 athletes in the field. It was a very short event. There was no time constraint. They easily could have had all of you do round one and given you guys what I would consider a more even playing field in that workout and let the best people at this workout actually progress throughout every round. But um, the fact of the matter is almost everyone improved the second time they did it. And I see some of the comments saying, well, not Will Morad, and that's true. There were two men and four women who did worse the second time they took the floor. But it's also a workout where Yes, execution matters. What I'm saying is the first time through it was a learning curve for almost everyone. And the second time, nearly everyone improved. And you guys had to go on your first run against a field of people who are going on their second run. While it seemed in theory that you guys had earned a buy and that it should be advantageous, there was so much time between heats that all of you guys are good enough that you can do a 60-second workout like that, recover and do it again 10 minutes later. That
0: is the presupposition there, by the way, that the buy is supposed to help. I mean, I think it's a fair one, but it should be noted
2: also. Yeah. And so I would say that in this case, I'm not saying that it was a bad, you know, sometimes you make, you make an oversight you make a mistake and it's fine, but I'm saying moving forward, if we had this circumstance again, I would hope that the programmers of this competition or others would look back and say, you know what, it maybe that buy wasn't such a big advantage. Maybe it wasn't necessary and maybe there's a better way we could do, do this next time. Because ultimately, I think the excitement of the event is amplified if you have people like Thor's daughter and Vellner, and Hopper, make it through a, a round or two more.
0: Sure, I think it'd be awesome if Vellner and and uh, and Annie had a baby. <laughs> I know that seems off topic, but you were talking about exciting things, and I just always think it would be it's fun mixing and matching the male and female competitors to make babies. Um. I want to do a podcast where it's just like, it's, 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 uh, it's 40 yes or no questions that I ask Hopper and we do it for time and see if we can start and end the podcast in two minutes. It's like, hi, this is Jason Hopper. And then it's just quite, and he's like, uh-huh. 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 Uh-uh, <laughs> Thank you for coming on the air. I appreciate it. This was great. It was nice talking to you and we're done. Seriously. We need to do that. I'm going to come up with 40 questions and we're going to do a, a three minute, um, uh, a, a three, a three minute podcast. Do. So, Jason, please share with us your your deepest feelings about how you feel about the event. What it, like as you finish, like honest feelings, not like this bullshit, like, oh, I executed on my plan. It was a fantastic experience. I plan on learning from my weaknesses and moving into the next week. I want you to dig deep into your like your <clears throat> Okay, go. This is a safe space for you, Hopper. Tell me, what do you think about the weekend? In front of the whole world. Um, yeah, tell me, about, tell me about your negative talk. Stop reading the comments, Jason.
3: I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> you, right. you, you, you can't help, but a lot, like, one, one pops up. Um, the weekend was super incredible. Um, the event was, when I got there, um, it was just well-organized from the the day we registered, like we got cowboy boots and hats and they interviewed us or media. Um, like the whole setup was just, I mean, I only have been to a couple competitions in my, in my time. And so this one was one that obviously you stand above. I just felt in a way I felt more um, like they were for us. It wasn't like the games. They was like, they want to take care of us was their priority as well as run this event. And so I felt, I felt well taken care of, which is the stuff we got. Like it was awesome. As far as the event goes, um, like it was exactly how I pictured it. Like I knew the first couple of days were going to be like my opportunity to like really climb the leaderboard, um, like get up top. And then I knew the, the last, I knew I didn't know event seven, I knew event five and six were going to hurt me. Because I mean, it's it's not a row workout. It was gonna be a strict handstand push-up and ring muscle up workout, which I'm not the best at those. And so I knew I wasn't gonna be like taking top five in that. And then the burpees and muscle, um deadlifts, that was gonna to be tough. And so I knew I like I wasn't oblivious to that. I was most so I was proud of my effort, like I gave everything i everything I had. Like we executed the plan. Every single workout was perfect. Uh, and so, by even though even when I was in third place, the goal was to be a top five. Like I knew these last two were going to be challenging, and I was okay. Like just telling myself, "Hey, like if you get pushed back a few spots in the leaderboard, like it's okay. Like this isn't about leaderboarding. This is about like data." for the future. Um, but I was most frustrated with the last workout when I missed the snatch, because it was like the whole weekend was like perfect ex- execution, like no mistakes. Like I was proud of every single workout. Uh, like we put the hammer down, even on the 14th place finishes. Like I gave my best and I finished the across the finish line, knowing that I paced perfectly. Uh, and yeah, it was awesome, and then that last workout was the most frustrating because it was the one where I I felt like I choked the most. Like I knew I was yeah, was just I missed a snatch, you know. And that's the one thing I didn't want to do is miss a snatch. And it's like it's frustrating when you are sitting in the dugout saying, "Do not miss that snatch." Like you gotta—that's the workout. Like make sure you're snatching, make sure the cycle speed is fast. Like be strong in the shoulders like make sure it's like snappy and it was the opposite of that and so that's gonna be frustrating and so took seventh i went in, i wanted to be fifth um like on saturday night or going into saturday i was fifth and i was like i would be so happy if i got top five here um and i did it so that was the frustrating part but other than that felt great Like again, it was all data. And that was what me and Matt talked about. Like, this isn't about like, it would be super cool to win that much money and like be first, but at the end of the day, we're after the CrossFit games like being, that's the title we're after. And so this was the data. This was like, this is experience. This is just like collecting like, he, he was able to watch me, have his eyes on me the entire time. Um, and it's just for hey like, what where can we go now? Like, what are we going to do now? Like, he's super stoked about what he's going to have me do. Um, I'm going to get, get to Vermont soon. Um, a couple of times and go from there, but overall super proud of myself. Um, and yeah, I was just
1: frustrated. I didn't get five, five. I felt like, I felt like five was
3: my, like a good, like where I should be. And like the, when it comes to like my fitness level, like the dudes that are above me like they earn that their position i I feel like i if I would have taken care of what I take would could have taken care of on the
2: last event, then fifth would have been well deserved. do you think that um Matt that Fraser's doing that with any other athletes watching them that closely or do you know he's only doing that for you? I believe it's just me. Because I know that uh, I've, I've received some questions over the last month or so about if he's also working with Medeiros. I know that they'd had some interactions earlier in the season. Uh, I just wasn't sure.
3: Yeah, I'm sure. that. I mean, they, they're in business together. They do. Um, I mean, that's his, that's his dude. And before I even stepped on the scene, like, they had a good relationship. And they're always going to have a relationship. Like, I'm sure Medeiros will go up to Vermont and train with him a few times just because they're – They're cool friends. Um, So, yeah, I'm sure he does. But I don't think that he has an eye on Medeiros as much as he has an eye on me just because I'm doing HWPO.
0: Uh, So so you were 40 points behind uh, Guy, who took uh, fifth place. So that would have been eight places. No, wait. Five goes into eight places? Yeah.
2: He would have needed to, uh, to, to surpass Gee because Gee had had a couple event wins. Um,
0: so, but if he would have taken six in that event, he could have been in the top five.
2: Yeah, fifth or sixth, I think, depending oh, okay. on the tiebreak, because Gee was going to win that one, I think, probably no matter what. I mean, it was close between him and Sam Quant in the end, but um, you know, so, Gee, looked, Gee looked strong throughout that workout, and that, those two, if they had tied on points, Gee would have carried the tiebreaker with two event wins to Jason's one. And and J- and so Jason was in c-
0: control of his destiny to reach his goal all the way until the very end. I guess is what I was saying was my point. Um, what do you think about this, Jason? I I know this is splitting hairs, but you say that it's um, it, it was a good event. Do you think uh, there there seemed to be a lack of tension in the air there that I'm used to seeing at the games? Like it was like too much, like the athletes were having too much fun. It was too relaxed, and I'm wondering if that's because everything's paid for. It's like. Um, if someone gives you, uh, your parents buy you a football versus you have to buy one for your, um, with your own allowance, when you buy with your own allowance, you don't play so close to the edge of the cliff or the neighbor's fence because you paid for that shit and you don't want it to go over the fence and lose your football. Or if it does go over the fence and there's a dog in the yard, if you paid for the football, you jump in and get it. If your parents paid for it, you don't. Do you think that maybe that it makes the athlete soft in any way? because it is kind of like there's this vacation component to it well I'm not I don't really have to put my own money on the line
3: for some athletes maybe um,
0: like the shittier ones like the ones <laughs> that have like no chance of winning like you have a chance of winning you're saying like the ones that have no chance of winning It's has kind got of li- li- like Jason what was the, the,
2: the uh, payout for winning an individual event 2,500
1: uh, Mm,
2: that's so, cool. you know, every time every time you took the floor, even if you didn't think you could win the overall competition, you could easily show up to that, you know, uh like Carolyn Privo, 20th, 18th, 17th, 7th, 2nd. Like she trust me, she was pushing to win that deadlift workout.
1: Yeah. Um
3: I don't know. I'm <laughs> not gonna answer your question, Simone. I'm not in the head of all those other athletes.
1: Right. I do you know
3: that we were for my two experiences from the games and rogue. There was, we were a lot more laid back at the rogue. Uh, I think just because it's not the games, like it's not, we're not here to, we're not here to be like the person that's not going to be the fittest man on earth. Like this isn't the, the end all be all, you know, like this isn't the title we're after. So it's just a competition that we all get to do together with a good payout. Of course, like that's, we're gonna go freaking hard, uh, but it's again, it's not the title that we're after. and, that right.
0: and the payout is fucking awesome.
1: Yeah, it is.
2: <clears throat> I felt there there might have been one athlete for whom the I saw an actually increased level of intensity at the as the weekend went on uh, relative to the games, and that was Tia. Mm. Mm-hmm. Because I don't think you know. No matter what they've been doing in the off season, I'm not sure she was prepared to be challenged that much with only two events left for the, for the win.
3: Yeah. I didn't, I didn't get a chance to really watch the the women.
2: Yeah. I I, I got the feeling that it was, you know, it's, um, that you guys are like the 20 of you guys get the chance to be close and spend time together. And those women get that same opportunity, but there's not as much overlap. Which, I mean, makes sense. The locker rooms are obviously going to be separate, and you guys have your space down there, and they have their space over there and whatever.
1: Yeah.
0: Are you home already, Jason?
3: Yeah, I got home last night.
0: And are you back? Did you already train this morning?
3: No. I told you I was sick yesterday.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I didn't know you were pussy, and you were going to take Tid this morning off.
3: Um, I'm, going on a, I'm going to Colorado tomorrow. Going on. What do you a- do- What are you doing there?
0: Promoting the grand opening of some fucking weed (sighs) shop or something? (laughs) Going on Elk Hunt. Um, uh, seriously? Yeah. And are you? you, And what's? Are you allowed to do that? For some reason, I'm getting that like. So I tried to talk to you during the event, and you're like, "No, I can't." And I'm like, "Why?" And you're like, "That's not what champions do." And so you wouldn't even give us ten minutes or fifteen minutes of your time during the event. And like, when we want to do podcasts with you, it has to be like on 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 like mondays and thursdays between 8 and 8:15 8. unless it's like a, a unless the it's a harvest moon because on harvest moons it gives you a chance to work out later at night and do some running workout i mean you have all these fucking rules and now you're going on an elk hunt like what's going on
3: i told you on the last podcast i was going on an elk hunt
0: i know but what what's going on like is your training serious is it not serious like you didn't train this morning you're going on an elk hunt you have all these rules like what's going on like shouldn't you be just like buckled down how is the elk hunt how do you how does an elk how is there time to do an elk hunt or to fit in? Shouldn't you like climb into a coffin and rest and then just come out to work out and eat?
3: <laughs> maybe. Um I am taking a week off. So in my week off, I'm gonna go an elk. Hunt. So after some- every after every big competition. Maybe not waterpalooza, but after a row and the games, I mean that's your time to like basically like have some time off and vacation and then a week off
0: uh, are you going with someone famous no just friends yeah my brother just regular people you're going with Lance <laughs> <laughs> yeah and and then and then so so you take that off and then what's the next event you do waterpalooza and so will you take no time off between this elk hunt and waterpalooza yeah probably not what are the dates on Wadapalooza?
2: January 13th to 16th. Yeah. See you there.
0: Oh, that's awesome. You're going to that, Brian? Yeah. Are you, are you, are you like working there for someone? Yeah. I'll offer you $10 a day to do podcasts with me.
2: We'll We'll probably do it. We'll, we'll, we'll make something work. I'll bring my stuff. $11,
0: $11 a day. Um, Tell me about this podcast that you did that was so good.
1: What about it? The, uh, uh, they just
3: asked me super cool questions, way better than yours. I understand. And I understand. we took a deep dive into my past. That's why I like I got to revisit a lot of memories that I have um, from my like high school and college, like deep, deep dives into them, which was cool.
0: Yeah, I really like that too. We never did that. No. we never did it where like I asked you where you were born and like if you breastfed I never did any we never did that no <laughs> oh shit we need to do that that's like my forte
3: I guess I mean you asked me like you asked me about like football questions and like college but you didn't like we didn't talk about like things other than sports this podcast was like my whole life, if you will, like my—we talk about my, how I met my wife, like high school, like all that stuff.
0: Yeah, those motherfuckers—they stole my—they stole—they stole my shit. <laughs> slipping Yeah, that's good stuff. I need to go listen to that. You need to. I need to listen to that. And, and 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 what's the name of the podcast? Apogee podcast. I know. I'm gonna write it on here so people can see. Apogee. What does apogee mean? I'm no idea.
2: You know, Brian? Checking. It's the highest point in the development of something—a climax or culmination.
0: Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It. I think it's a mathematic I think it's a, a mathematical term. It's like the furthest it away is the
2: from the of center podcasting.
0: of the sun, or something, of the, the center of a
2: circle. What'd you say? It's the pinnacle of podcasting.
0: Yes. Oh, damn. Is that? Am I, did I spell it right? Apogee podcast.
2: Yeah, I don't think so. Nice guys, by the way, they've interacted with me on Instagram a bit. If
0: you want to know the, what trauma happened in Jason Hopper's youth that's co- that he's running from, that's causing him to want to pursue a fitness uh, or to, to pursue uh, being coming across a CrossFit Games champion, what why he thinks he deserves that pain, um, you can listen to the Abogee podcast. They get to the root of his. Um, <laughs> his Fair, right? Yeah, I guess. Fair, fair assessment. Um, what was the? Did, what did you think about the programming um, at Rogue?
1: I thought it was
3: awesome. Well designed. They were fun. Fun to look forward to. I thought that each event was awesome, even the ones that didn't do well. At.
0: Did you smell mayhem on it? Did you smell Rich Froning on it?
3: Uh, not really.
0: Are you are you familiar with their programming? Do you think you would? Yeah, I would. Because we got some feedback from some of some the athletes saying that it was just so, it was so rich. It was so rich. It was so rich.
3: I was expecting, if it was rich, I was expecting like two sets of 60 GHDs in a workout or some, something crazy. 200 GHDs all together.
0: Let's talk about your favorite event. All right. Okay, go ahead. (laughs) I'm talking about the one you won. It is Uh, event number... Well, well, let's talk about it anyway, then. Let's not talk about your favorite event. Event number three. Uh, When when you see this event, people were saying you were going to do good on it. I believe that Brian and both John Young were saying that you were going to do good on it. Did you know you were going to win that event?
3: I knew. I... Was able
1: to win that event. I had potential to win it. Yeah,
2: Do you think Fukowski could have got you on that one. Uh, I don't know. I feel like I, I don't know either, but I feel like you would have would have been right in the mix. Maybe.
0: Uh, so they say three, two, one, go. Can you walk us through that? They say three, two, one, go. Do you, I'm assu- I, I don't I don't. I don't remember. Did you do all the thrusters unbroken? Did you jump on the bike? Did you, did you waste any time chalking up? Tell walk us through that event.
3: Yeah. So we went out there. uh, They said three, two, one go. I knew I went up to the bar and I started doing thrusters. (laughs) I've with 20. I'm just kidding. I, um, I knew that there was going to be one on the bike, but you didn't want to come out like guns blazing because you wanted to be able to fit like do your last 20 thrusters like efficiently and fast and so the first 20 i knew i wasn't i'm not the fastest at doing thrusters like Madero says, super fast uh and there's some other dudes that are super fast
2: just because of range of motion and yeah, i feel like adler's pretty good at cycling huh? yeah um and
3: so i was the whole goal was hey efficiently be controlled make sure you're breathing like, go. don't go slow, but be be urgent, but not, like, as fast as you can. Get through 20, hop on the bike, and, like, just go to work. Like, find a pace that you can hold the entire time. Like, don't come out there. Don't get on the bike and, like, just go 100 miles an hour and not be able to finish 100 miles an hour. So the whole goal was to basically increase the entire time on the bike and so i get on that i think i held like 93 rpm for like the whole time i'm cool. so glad
0: you use rpm so many people use watts and i don't use watts i use rpm that's what i watch when i'm doing it yeah so you held 93 rpm for what was it 40 calories or 60 what was it
3: yeah, I got on there, I held like nine eighty to, to ninety for the first few just because of that lactic acid from the thrusters. But then your that goes away and it's all about the bite. You start pulling oh, more shit. of the bite, and then I took it up to ninety, ninety-two, ninety-three.
2: Did you Holy. back off the last couple of calories at all to set up yourself up for that last set? No, you cruised all the way in ninety-three?
0: Mm-hmm. Like you saw it go over forty calories and then took and then got off the gas.
3: Why? Yeah, because I thought like I didn't want, I didn't want to regret losing this workout. And if I lost, I would blame it on the last like few calories I coasted through. And I just didn't want to, I didn't want to have that regret. So I freaking sent it.
0: God, I'm having the most crass thought in my head right now. I just really have to push it down, push it down, Sevi. Don't say it. Um. And then and then you jump and then you jump off and do you, do you chalk up or you just grab the bar and just thruster like do you do any stupid shit take a glass of water take your shirt off like anything silly between the bike and the thrusters
3: no grab that bar and go
0: and do you remember the workout Jason or is it just a blur like like do you remember being out there
3: I remember yeah. I remember every bit of it.
0: When you when you start your thrusters when they say 3 2 1 go do you have beads of sweat on your body already or are you cold?
3: Uh do you have so much adrenaline and anticipation. It's actually yeah. I wasn't sweating. It was actually it felt really good outside. Over there. Are
0: are you shaking? Like adrenaline? Like a little like like you have a little vibrant vibration like a hum going?
3: No. It's uh It's just a very like nervous feeling of like I don't really know how to describe it. Just like you feel sick to your stomach until you start. Once you start, it all goes away. But like the feeling and anticipation of knowing that you're about to freaking like hurt this bad in order to win is makes you very, um, like low antsy.
2: Do you throw up after that workout? no did anyone that you know of I don't think so I knew we all we could barely we
1: couldn't breathe like we had a friend lung, all of us yeah it was bad oh you did
0: how long did how long does that last the rest of the an you hour, still have it like an hour oh okay so not not over into the next day you're not like coughing for days
3: no but we were our lungs it was like our whole chest it was just like because it was the air was dry out there and it was miserable.
0: Are, are you? Are, and when you finish that, do you know? Are you like, holy? Do you know that you did well? Are you like, holy shit? Bam! Yeah,
3: I knew I won when I. I knew I won. Yeah, I knew I won when I got to the thrusters.
0: Oh really?
3: I knew that. I got off the bike. Cole Sager was to my left, and he—I saw him do his first one, and like. Go pretty slow on the first one. And I knew I could, because he came out like so hot, like 100 RPMs, like, like full out max sprint. <laughs> and I knew that he was feeling way worse than I on that bike just because of that, what he did there. And so I knew that if I'm feeling how, like the way I'm feeling on these thrusters, like, He is, like, really hurting because of that max run he did.
2: And Um, that that showed up in the last 20 for sure. He faded all the way to 14th in that event.
3: Yeah. And so...
0: He finished 30 seconds behind you. How does a veteran make a mistake like that? And the guy's fucking smart, right? And he's got great coaching. It's not like, I mean especially on a machine. Right. Because it's like, so like if you, I could understand if you're doing a hundred, a hundred thrusters and like you fucked that up, but on a machine, you have all the metrics right in front of you. Right. You're like, okay, like you must know that if you would have touched a hundred shit, would have gone bad. Right. That's why you stayed at 93.
2: Yeah. And that's, I mean, this isn't people have known this forever. Like you can, you go five seconds faster on a, on a, on a row and it can cost you 30 seconds on the next movement. Like it's yeah. not, it's not worth, you have to know your threshold mm-hmm. and with 20 thrusters to go. It looked to me like you did, you did that perfectly. Cause I think in the last set of 20 thrusters, you were still pulling the bar down and cycling them fast, faster than the first one. Yeah, You
0: are pulling the bar down. Yeah. On the last 20. How do you know how to do that?
3: You just pull it down. So long.
0: I know, but when, <laughs> when in your CrossFit career, like I've never, I never pulled, I've never pulled the bar down once in my life. <laughs> That, never. I haven't pulled a fucking PVC pipe down. I'm serious. I just when when when, um, who teaches you that? Like, wh- when do you know that? Like I saw Miko Salo do that for the first time. I didn't even know really what I was seeing. It uh, When we showed the video of Miko Salo doing Fran one time, people thought we sped it up. And there, I think the reason why they said they thought we sped it up is because no one had ever seen anyone pull the bar down. So like, how do you learn that? Does someone tell you, Hey, you got to pull the bar down? You're like, what? Why would I do that? There's gravity. Uh, I think it just comes with
1: time working out. Like I learned that my first couple of years of
3: doing CrossFit, just doing thrusters. And then like you try to go faster on thrusters and you're trying to figure things out and you pull down one time on the bar and it makes sense. And it's just like, Oh, well, that was faster. So we keep doing it.
0: Brian, do you pull down? With ninety-five
2: pounds, I'm so bad at thrusters in general that no, I I'm, I'm in the same camp as you here. But there's another. But toes to bar is an example. Depending on the sets of toes to bar, I'll do long, like really big kipping swings, or sometimes I'll pull my feet down and cycle them back up and forth real quick if it's a small oh. set or the end of a workout or whatever.
0: Yeah, it's it's fun hearing you talk about the workouts. I, I was surprised how much I just enjoyed that.
2: I like yeah. the part you're like I looked over and I What? We going only talk about two.
0: Okay. Which one do you want to talk about?
2: Wait, which one was your favorite?
3: <laughs> my favorite was the uh, concept two.
2: that the fir- the first one we asked you about actually.
1: Yeah, my favorite it ended Why? up, being, Why would, it ended oh, up being see? He's lying.
0: He's lying. This is some bullshit that Matt told him. He's fucking being told to like change the story in his head to like the ones that are as big as weakness. I smelled. This is just psychology <laughs> shit. He's going to smoke up for us. There's something going on here. I'm not buying this shit.
1: <laughs> no, for I, not the
3: reason. I knew it was. Dude, it was my favorite because it was the most fun. Like running up the hill, like doing that was like. I think when they put that hill up there. Before the competition, I was like, "That is going to be so fun to run up."
2: What was the What was the view like when you turned the corner around the pylon and looked back down at the field and saw the fans? Like, could you appreciate that in the moment of the workout?
3: I don't think I did that. <laughs> hey, is
2: that thing shaking
0: at all? That hill? Hill? Is there any movement or it's sturdy as a mofo? It's
3: pretty sturdy. I mean, I almost. I almost tumbled down on the last. The last hill run. Like I almost ate it. Because Travis Mayer was behind me. <clears throat> but like he was coming up. He was like halfway up the hill and I was just turning around and I was like, I am I cannot lose this last sprint. It was, like a hundred yard sprint. And I could not lose it. And I literally just let go of my body down that hill. And somehow I did it face plant.
2: Running, running downhill is that is a skill you can practice and I, and I, rem- I remember I think it was maybe the first round of that workout Haley Adams was in the lead of her heat and she looked totally uncomfortable coming down that hill and Katrin was behind her and I know that Ben takes those athletes up and does hill sprints with them every summer and Katrin looked real fluid coming down the hill and like gained like 15 yards on her just on the descent of the hill yeah um this
1: guy the
0: above part po- the uh- the above the box podcast. First of all, uh, 50 burpees for you for, um, coming on here with another podcast and commenting. Uh, but, but, th- but this is interesting. You learn how to pull down the bar if you're over six feet and got to go on thrusters. Is that, is that, is that really true? That's kind of a big man thing. Big guys learn that faster than little guys.
2: I I would disagree. I mean, you've seen Medeiros do it. You've seen Fraser do it. We've seen Bridges do it when he was winning thruster workouts in the open for years, like, that's an old old thing that all, all the best athletes have figured out.
0: Okay, well then I'm going to say I do not endorse the Above the Box podcast for spreading misinformation about tall people. <laughs> do not listen to the Above the Box podcast. Hey, Above the Box podcast, you know what you should do? You should go to barbelljobs.com and get yourself a new job because the Above the Box podcast is not for you for spreading misinformation and you will be canceled soon by Facebook and Instagram. So please go to barbelljobs.com. Rbelljobs.com. So
3: messed up tomorrow. What'd you say? So that's so messed
0: up. I know. It's just it, it's the only way I know how to give love is like through like put downs and stuff. It's it's because I'm not in touch with myself, my feminine side, or something. And so it's like I have to be abusive
2: to give love. So I want to give bu- love to the above the box podcast, but I have to do it in an abusive way. Jason, do you talk about uh about faith with any of the guys in the back?
3: <coughs> yeah. Um I get the chance. Cole Sager and I have some conversations. Um,
0: Like what? Like, what do you say? Like right before the event, you look over and you say, hey, Cole, um, just because I think you're a piece of shit and want to beat you, I want you to know Jesus loves you. (laughs)
3: Like like that? (laughs) (laughs) No. We had that common part of us, I guess.
0: What did he say? He broke up to me. I I can't hear God because I'm such i pa- I'm such a heathen. What did he say? I started like melting.
3: So we share that together. We both love Jesus.
0: You and Cole and Travis. I mean, there's a whole there's a whole school of you. You can't even be good at CrossFit unless you love Jesus. They say Jesus is the way to heaven. It seems like it's the way to being CrossFit
2: Games champion. Is it a is it a prerequisite to be part of the Mayhem team? I have no idea. I don't think so. <laughs> they're all wearing those shirts that say "Pray."
3: Yeah, <laughs> uh, wear that shirt if you're Christian.
0: the The thing is, is that those guys are. I, I mean, I don't know about the, the anymore, but those guys, like those fucking Bible beaters, like Rich and just whatever, they're so fucking awesome. It when every time they invited me into their prayer circle, I feel like I won the lotto. There's like I'm not even like that, and, and there's nothing more loving or fun. Then when those guys invite you to their circle, they put their arms around you and everyone's taking a moment of time to like just be thankful and, and pray. And I it's good shit. It, there's nothing I, I, I there's nothing pretentious or um about it. I always just thought it was cool. I thought it was cool. Did you guys do any of that? what you say?
3: That's because real on.
0: There you go. There you go. G- game recognize game, real recognize, real. <laughs>
2: Jason, a lot of people asked for your autograph this weekend.
1: A few people. Is that that something on some some T-shirt?
2: Do you do you like that, or do you not care at all? I mean, it is what it is.
0: (laughs) <laughs> I, I saw dude the fans were loving you. I saw after you won the work after you won the workout, there was like everyone left the field before you and you had to do your thing. And then when you cruised off the field, there's like someone who escorts you, like they jog with you. And I saw you signing t shirts and taking pictures. I thought it was awesome. How could you not enjoy that? If you're not enjoying that, you should enjoy that. Some people think it's a sickness to enjoy that. I don't. You should always go. The, the fans are so awesome. You should let them love on you. And I know you do. I'm not saying I'm not preaching to you like 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 you don't, but like what? I mean, that's the whole thing about being a champion, right? Letting people love on you and being able to spread the love. Post, I mean, post I, this I, comment I, by I, Zachary Cates. What? I do <laughs> it. All right, taking pictures of fans and
1: like talking to fans is different than signing autographs. Like whenever someone hands you
3: a t shirt and with a sharpie with and you get to write on their hand on the shirt, that's kinda of hard. So it's like you're it's very tough to, to do your signature when it's here, like just write on the shirt with no you're not writing on anything. So it's hard. So that's kind of it's annoying. But other than that, like take a picture with band, fan, like selfies meet
0: people that's all awesome. i love signing people's um um uh, uh the the backs of their shirts because it's nice and hard and easy to write on but like those women with the giant tits and then they want me to sign their tits it's like it's just a mess because i can't get like a just my writing looks so sloppy um is is that what you're saying jason
3: yeah even on the back of a person shirt
0: card uh <laughs> oh, man I love Jesus but I'm not good at crossFit that's because your love does not go deep enough <laughs> what was your what was what was your least favorite workout Jason <clears throat> <Huh? The> deadlifts. <laughs> okay let's talk about it then yeah yeah you go down funny in your burpees right you you have that big man thing you start to get tired and you're
3: and your down is weird right Dude, my legs were so trashed after ghds in that hill run we were in the warm-up and dude 315 felt like 350 and everybody else was like cycling the barbell super fast in the warm-up and i was like oh man this is gonna be pretty interesting
0: and when you mean cycling it, it you mean like ba- basically bouncing it getting a good bounce off the bottom
3: yeah, yeah, they were just strong out of their deadlift.
0: What was the Power. most when when you warmed up back there? What was the most you lifted? Did you did you deadlift three fifty?
3: Yeah, we just no, we just went to three fifteen.
0: Really? So in the warm up area, you don't go up to three fifty or something, or or maybe four hundred. So you just do one rep, so that when you go out there, three fifteen feels lighter. <laughs> we do more than one rep. But no, but what I'm saying when you're warming up, what was the heaviest weight you warmed up with in the warm-up area? Okay. Yeah. Shit. What do I know? It, but I when I when I've lifted heavy in the past, or when I'm going to like do, let's say, high reps at 225 or something, I would always like first go higher, so that when I came back down, it felt lighter. Because obviously, 225 felt heavy as shit to me. You don't do that. You didn't see guys doing that back there.
3: Uh, I don't think so. We were all just doing like intervals. Like we would do like maybe like a few deadlifts into a few burpee pull ups.
2: When they briefed you on that workout, did they say that you could uh, grip the pull up bar any way you wanted underhand, overhand, mixed grip? Yeah. And did you, I didn't, Um, I didn't specifically watch you. Did you try out different styles of that or did you just go with one style throughout? Yeah, I just went with one style. Because I, I think that someone was telling me the, um, one of the women did underhand grip the whole time, and I think that Tia switched her grip in the middle.
3: Well, I, I wasn't necessarily pulling. I would jump, like, all the way up to the, the rig. So it wasn't it really wasn't a pulling factor for me.
2: I think it's, uh, like, the burpee pull-up, you know, one of the things is, like, your line of sight. Like, do you know where the bar is? Do you have to look up and grab it or not? And maybe it's just a comfort thing, underhand versus overhand.
3: It was a comfort thing. I found the bar when I was in the air jumping. I would do my burpee and then, like, jump out of my burpee. And then when I'm in the air, I would, like, just grab it.
0: Uh, Shamu Live says uh, Hopper's audio sucks. Well, that's because you don't, this is a special show with people who have a fetish of only listening to people who sound like they're in the bathroom. And that's what, sorry, I should have made that more clear at the beginning of this show. Um. So so you get so you get out there and do you do all twenty one deadlifts unbroken with three fifteen?
3: No, I did fifteen and six or fourteen and seven. And 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 did
0: the winner do them unbroken? Mm-hmm. And so, um, why do you put it down at uh, at a uh, at what did you say fifteen and six? Why do you put it down at fifteen? What do you feel that is it in your back, your hands? Why do you stop?
3: Uh, my hamstrings were just lit up. And I knew that. My burpees. It depends on what you were good at. If you were really good at deadlifts, then you probably had time like you were probably gonna feel like less worn out on the burpees when you got there. But if you weren't very good at deadlifts and you were good at burpees, then you're gonna want to like pace the deadlifts and then go harder on the burpees. For me, it was it was a burpee workout. Um and so I knew, like, hey, like, I can't do 21 unbroken deadlifts because I'm not going to be able to necessarily move efficiently on the burpees, um, not as fast, not as fast as I want would want to, to like be in the race for this, you know. Um, and so
0: no that doesn't make sense to me I'm thinking it's the opposite way if you know that if you know that, it, that, that burpees aren't your strong point why not just kick ass in the deadlifts and then just fucking deal with the burpees why not just do the deadlifts all unbroken and especially especially if you break up the de- first round of deadlifts then aren't you kind of like fuck I'm out of it I can't win now
3: no because if you break up the, the deadlifts you can push harder on the burpees okay if I get down with 21 I mean 21 is a lot you're going to feel pretty smoked. Everybody feels pretty smoked after 21
1: at
2: 3:15. When you when you look back on this workout and you see your time relative to the top times and it's om, it's almost like it's like 35% slower is that like is that something you feel like there's like you can close that gap or is it is it like daunting to you man that's a lot, that's a lot of time in a small workout?
3: Yeah, I was doing my deadlifts wrong um, and my burpees wrong.
2: So there's a lot of room for improvement there. And I will, by the way, I will say the athletes that did it two years ago improved quite a bit this time around on that workout. And I wasn't sure if that would be the case because as you have alluded to, it was the third workout that day, the midline and nervous system had already been taxed by the previous two workouts, mm-hmm. but, but nevertheless, there were um, significant improvements, even from Velner, who won it both years.
1: Yeah,
3: it was the, it was just, I mean, there was many factors that went into it. I did my deadlifts wrong. I did my burpees wrong. Matt, I saw Matt after the workout, and he was like, "Dude, did you have you seen? Have you watched the event? yet? And he was like, "You were doing Romanian deadlifts, like you weren't even using your legs or your uh, your quads.
2: You're doing In deadlifts like Jukic was doing skier." I
3: was I was doing um on the burpees. I was just coming down too slow. Like I would get up there fast, but I was going down too slow. Um. And so those yeah you
0: were going down. Like you were going down weird. You're going down. Like I've seen a lot of big men go down.
3: Yeah. So those two things just over, over the course of six minutes, I mean, in a fast workout, it's just a few seconds every rep. If you do it that way.
2: Uh, I mean, if it's, if it's one second per rep, there's your 90 seconds. Yeah.
3: So you take all that away and change the whole thing. Uh, But then also the volume of the weekend, it was the first time, that weekend, I start feeling the volume of, it, of the entire weekend. Like the GHDs, the freaking acid bath that we had that morning.
2: Um, <laughs> Have you done the acid back bath workout? No. Uh, <laughs> I think I, I, you, I would be curious to know what your time on that would be. It would hurt. Um, yeah, I want to hear I about the acid bath too, but challenge but- some of the best scores ever on that.
0: Before we go to the ass bath, I want to, uh, it, cause I was very interested in, and in, in you answered it pretty good when you said that you do two, um, you did, uh, Matt was saying, or you said someone was saying that you did the deadlifts and the burpees wrong. It's fascinating to hear someone who's at this elite level, um, say that, that you went out there and, and did something like you did the movements wrong. It's kind of fucking crazy. How does that happen? Is that just like how, specifically the burpees? How do you do the burpees wrong? Is it you're just pure fatigued? You're like, cause you went down like an old man, right? Or you went down like, um, just like one leg at a time. Almost. I have to go back and look at it, but is that just pure fatigue? You're like, fuck at that point. It's just like all about getting down and up.
3: Yeah. But if I would have knew how to do the burpee, like the most efficiently, before the workout then no matter how fatigued i would have been like i would have done it that way it, like whether it would have been slow or not
0: so you're saying but you do know how to do a burpee correctly you're just saying you weren't disciplined or you didn't remind yourself enough to do it or, or you don't or you just don't know how to do a burpee correctly
3: <laughs> maybe i don't there were so many there were so many things in that workout that I was unfamiliar with like the perfect pull-up. I haven't been training perfect pull-ups a whole lot in my my life, um, and so there was a few things that I was focused on in that workout that was new to me, and so that's the only thing I was thinking about the entire time on the perfect pull-up. Not necessarily so, like for instance, I was focused on making sure I was not pulling on the bar and just like jumping high enough where I'm just like I'm already there my chin's already above the bar. And so as soon as that's all I'm thinking about is making sure I'm like driving out of the hole into that position. And I'm not necessarily thinking about going back down, you know? So there's so many things you're thinking about that you just happen to first, like not think about one thing. That's very important.
0: <clears throat> I love hearing all this. Cause it may, gives me hope that you're going to be across the games champion. Uh, uh-huh. Lauren Knowles, how does Hopper feel about being the most attractive man out there? <laughs> what are, what are your th- You don't even have to tell us how you feel. That's too intimate. How dare you, Lauren? This is a podcast. This is a sports podcast. She didn't mean how do you feel. She says how do you process it intellectually? We don't mean to get so deep with you. We're a little more, <laughs> more surface, Jason. How do you feel intellectually about being so handsome?
3: I mean... I got to thank my creator. (laughs) I didn't make myself this way. He did.
0: He's handsome, Lauren, but if Jesus were standing next to him, he'd look like a
2: turd. (laughs) How's that? (laughs) Jason, I don't think um, we've touched on either event one or six yet. In both events, I thought that there was a lot of potential in these events, but ultimately it just came down to one of the several implements. In the first workout, I think you and I might have talked about it, that the rope climbs, and especially the back half of the rope climbs, ended up being the crux of the entire workout. And then in the sixth event, which I thought was a really cool event in its design, it was really, I think it was really about either the second set of ring muscle-ups or handstand push-ups, depending on which one of those things you're better at. And it kind of took away from the fact that, like, you know, box step ups with a sandbag on your back, or a, a, a you know, a farmer's carry with some you know moderate weight implements, or in the first workout, <clears throat> you know, running up a hill with a ruck and a sandbag, like those are good tests and those are things that should be tested. But I feel like they were negligible relative to what how the workout was designed. Did you have that experience?
1: Yeah,
3: I did I knew that they were like that wasn't the workout. It was just kind of like in there to be in there. Um like more just to fatigue you, get your heart rate up. But it was definitely that middle pack of work that was the workout.
2: So it was kind of uh you know, I didn't know I don't know necessarily what the solution is there, but I just felt like, you know, I actually did that chipper workout and I felt like those like the sandbag step ups were a good challenge, but ultimately they didn't matter because there was so much volume of gymnastics centered in the middle.
1: Right.
2: Did that carry matter at all? No, no. Um, I thought it did a little bit. It fatigued
3: your grip because the it was so thick, the grip was so thick. Um, and it just gets your heart rate up. And so like you do fifteen ring muscle ups, pick that thing up, you walk hundred plus yards, and your grip is your forearms are blown, your heart rate's higher and, and it's all about who wants to jump up first foot to the ring.
1: Do
2: um do you feel like you manage the sets of muscle ups differently, better? more strategically than you did when, when there were big sets like that at the games?
3: Yeah, I did six, five, four on both sets of 15. And I did, uh, six sets of no, five sets of six on this, um, handstand ups And I do six up, come down, like shake it out for like four or five seconds, do another set of six. Dude, I executed that for that, the workout exactly how I should have. Like the fourteenth is just well, did. like it was deserved. Like I shouldn't have been any higher or or the back. Like it just is what it is. That I'm just not the the best at that
2: that workout. But you, but I would consider you one of the better rowers in the field. And when I look here, like like you, you must have known getting on that rower that there were some guys you could potentially close the gap on. yeah
3: they were just just too far ahead about a few calories
2: were you I mean were you were you hurting on that row? were you going for it were you trying to catch them
3: yeah I mean I knew that
1: going into that
3: workout Alex Perone and Chandler Smith and Travis Mayer were the three people people behind me and they were the three people on the rower (laughs) in front of me and I was like dude I if I can just beat these guys like I'm going to get more points than all of them, um, which I was in fifth. And so, like, if I can just get more, like, separate more, that would be so ideal. And they all beat me by, like, a few seconds.
2: Yep. Travis, seven seconds. Caron, five seconds. And who was the other guy who said Cole? Chandler. Oh, Chandler. Got you by, what, 11 seconds, 12, 10 seconds. Yeah, yeah man it was close and uh chase ingram was talking about it on the broadcast he's like if you can position yourself somehow so you don't have to race this row like that goes a long way and you just you found yourself in the exact opposite situation where the yeah. guys you needed to beat were right there in front of you like like that dangling parrot and you're trying to chase them
3: so i got off the handstand push-ups and as soon as i got off the or the the we were doing step ups. I had like five step ups left and they were all getting on the rubber. And so I knew that they were going to be like, like maybe eight calories ahead. And it was just going to be a bloodbath. And they ended up beating me by a little bit. But yeah, I executed that workout exactly how we wanted. Um, bring we muscles wanted, really good. We wanted. We wanted. He keeps
0: saying that. We, we, we. <laughs> Turn that way. What am I I supposed to say? Hey, was was there a spot where all the usual suspects were hanging out? Like, did you see everyone back there? Was was there a spot where all the usual suspects were hanging out? Like, did you see Adam Knifer, Matt O'Keefe, Ben Bergeron, Max L. Hodge? Like, just like all the coaches. Like, was there a spot like – because in the live feed, I didn't see any of them. Was there a spot like a warm-up area where all those dudes were like hanging out and –
3: yeah we had a warm up warm up
0: area that we were all at they and and, and Jake was down there with you,
1: yeah,
0: and they had all the gear did they did they have the um the the two hundred and fifty pound
2: bag? yeah, in the warm- up area they did. Have you lifted a two hundred and fifty pound bag before this weekend <laughs> did, did you did you feel like you adapted to it quickly or or was it a a challenge for you and something you'd like to get more practice with? I think I picked it up pretty well.
1: I mean, I only had to do it once and in practice. <laughs> <laughs> oh man.
3: Good um, dude, Hopper. In practice, it, was, it went pretty well.
0: Hey, is it lighter out there during the event because of that adrenaline or is it heavier? Like then than in the back?
2: Savan, tell me about your pedestal thought.
3: It's so
0: much lighter. When in the comp it's lighter?
3: Yeah
2: because it's
0: weird okay i'll tell him pedestal thought because it's weird because i used to i used to train with a hundred pound d-ball all the time i still have it i don't train with it now it's just a stool in my garage but i used to train with it all the fucking time and i was fucking good at it i could just mash that thing and uh for shitloads of reps and then one day i was i think it was at the games or something and they had 150 pound d-balls and i went over to pick it up and it was like unmovable to me (laughs) I was like, what the fuck? This thing might as well be a thousand pounds. And so it's kind of, it, it is, do you think you could pick up a 300 pound bag and do that with a 300 pound bag? Like, does there, does there become a point where you just all like, is it just like one pound and all of a sudden you'd be stopped and you'd be like, what the fuck is this?
3: No, 300, maybe like the limit. I think I could, if I had to do like people, like some money. some like if it fell on your wife, you'd pick it up. What?
0: Like if a 300 pound bag fell, like you said, if I had to. So yeah. I just imagine if a 300 pound bag fell on your wife, you'd pick it up. Cause you just had to. Yeah.
1: yeah sure.
0: Sorry, honey. I didn't mean to drop that on you. Let me get that.
2: <laughs> I wonder like in the testing of that workout, you know, cause Rogue can manufacture whatever they want. If they have bags that are 220, 240, 250, 270, 290, and they have someone test it with these different things to find out what the limit is or what they, how they want it to feel.
3: Yeah. Rich said he did that thing three times, didn't he?
2: But with, I wonder if he did it with different size sandbags, or if he just, you know, sure. tested it with different reps counts or something like that.
3: Yeah.
0: Fair oh, much. Rich. Rich said he tested that workout three times.
2: Pretty sure he told you that. Oh me? He told me that. I, I, I think so. I mean, I wasn't on that podcast, but I think that's where he talked about it with you.
3: You don't listen, son. What'd you say? You do listen. <laughs> Can't hear you.
0: Um, I was thinking that the, the, no, no. Cause I asked him about the set, the, the work. I asked him about the final workout and he said, no, he can't tell me about it. And I said, is there a dumbbell snatch in it? And he's like,
2: he was just really stoic. <laughs> that was actually a good impersonation. Of it.
0: Um, uh, Jason. Um, so I was, I was, I'm, when I look at that pedestal, I was thinking that uh, it was beautiful. Like I was kind of like stunned by it. I was looking at that, um, just the way it's shaped and they had that steel platform that like holds it down. And then there's the piece of wood that comes up and it's just milled or whatever. Perfectly it's smooth. It says rogue on it, but on the top they put that steel plate. And I think that steel plate was a fuck up. What they really needed to do is have no steel top and either a bigger log or something because to have, uh, because when people were picking the bag up, it would get stuck underneath the table, right? To whereas the original strongman, it was just a pedestal that they would set the rock on or set the bag on, and I think that's the way they should have done it. That way, that table wouldn't have interfered with some people's movement. and It's basically what fucking killed
2: Annie, as I recall correctly. So, when yeah. you talk to when you talk to Bill, have him fix that, okay? Well, and, well, but, but here's the thing. That's exactly the thing I was talking about, is if she'd have a second chance to do it, because once she put it down and picked it back up, she, moved, she realized, oh, this thing's in my way. She picked it up and moved it over that ledge easily. So, yeah. I think she would have had an experience similar to someone like like Katrin or there was one other person um, that had like a 10 or 12 second improvement in their second attempt from their first attempt, just because of something like that. Uh, Chris, I think Kristen Holter was the other one. Yeah. Kristen Holter went from a minute and 11 seconds all the way down to 58 seconds in her second, second run.
0: He's not listening to you. He's reading comments. Look at his eyes. Someone's (laughs) listening I was. Yeah, you're right. That is true. Someone is listening, Brian. That is true. Um, <laughs> Kristen Holter heard you say her name. She's like, huh? Did someone <laughs> say my name for the first time in 10 years? Huh? Um, uh, and she deserves more. That's not a dig at her. That's a dig at all of us idiots. Um, D- Deanna, Dina, D- Dina, D- Miss McCarthy. Um, what happened when he missed the snatch on that? That's for you, Hopper, not Brian. What happened? <laughs> oh, hold on. Hold on. One, oh, hold on one second. Sorry. Hey, babe, what's up? You're live.
3: Um, can you give someone permission for me to talk to them on your behalf?
0: Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. Go ahead.
3: I can merge you in?
0: Yeah, go ahead. Merge me in. Okay,
3: thanks.
0: Yep. Sorry, guys. it only take a second. Uh, Hi. Talk, Talk amongst yourselves,
2: people. Jason, I want you to answer uh, Deanna, Anna's question about the, yeah, uh,
3: the um, What happened when I missed the snatch? I did 60 heavy dubs and I went up to the bar and it was just my shoulders were wobbly from 60 heavy dubs. I emphasized the pull a little, little bit more.
2: I'm trying to remember. Did you miss – did you struggle on the first rep or the last rep? What? Do you struggle on the first snatch or the last snatch? All of them. <laughs> okay, because I, I think it, I missed my first rep, but every single one was wobbly. You missed your first one, and I think Vellner missed his last one. I think I was just confusing the two. But you know, I my understanding is that you know people like yourself, elite level CrossFitters, and and elite level CrossFit coaches understand that at a at a CrossFit competition, you're going to have a chance to warm up. And eventually they're going to call you to an area and you're probably going to stand there for 10 to 20 minutes before you go out onto the competition floor.
1: Yeah.
2: And I mean, and and I would assume that that's something that you practice.
3: Yeah. But not that, to that extreme.
2: I, th- I felt like it was, you know, we've already talked about, it. I felt like it was a little bit more extreme, especially for those with the buy in that event. But it's, you know, to me, it's very different. Like when you're going to, if you're, going to do an open workout, you have control of all of those variables, right? And you know, like, okay, I'm going to start at, the, I'll start when I'm ready and I can warm up appropriately and have the amount of rest I want to have for my warm up before I start doing that workout. And in CrossFit, live CrossFit competitions, that's not the case. Like that variable is oftentimes out of your control. Yeah. And And so while I'm sitting here saying like, you know, it was disadvantageous for you guys. I think it, on the other hand, and you can, you can tell me that I'm right or wrong if you, if you care to. You know that's something that you should be prepared for. Is that yeah, there might be an opportunity in the future where I have to sit cold for thirty minutes before I go cycle a two hundred five uh, snatch for a few reps.
3: It definitely is. There's there's a level of it that you can definitely train for, but there's also a level that you can't. Like being at a competition, you're not going to be able to get that. Just training in your gym, like waiting twenty minutes, you can wait twenty minutes for a max snatch and be be cold and then go like snatch, but you're not going to be able to have that adrenaline rush, the anticipation, nervousness while you're training in a gym. And so there, there are some things that you can for sure train. And then there's some things that you just have to have experience with.
2: Like girls. Yeah. And I think that this is, you know, we were talking about it a little bit last night because I think Mallory O'Brien had a pretty, brutal experience in her second round of the last event where she got a bunch of no reps on the snatches and how she's you know obviously very young and these are learning moments and experiences for her and even though you're you know five six years older than her you're also relatively new to the sport into the space and so something like that and I think that that's what you what you mean when you say um yeah I'm not happy with my placement but overall this is a data point these are things that we're gonna that we're gonna grow from and so even though it's hard to learn from it, it still is now that it's happened. It's something that you can draw on the next time that it happens.
1: Yeah, for sure.
2: Are
0: your parents Christians? Yeah. Did you go, were, were they Christians before you? Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. I'm just preparing questions for our next podcast where I go in depth.
2: <laughs> Do you spend any time, I'll uh, get to spend any time with uh, the legends.
3: I hung out with Josh a little bit. Bridges? Yeah, we actually, the day before, he did a workout with me.
0: And now you guys, did you guys kiss? And now you guys both have explosive diarrhea and vomiting? Jesus, what is going on? I
3: I stole his um, his mat that they got with his name on it. I have it now.
0: (laughs) Do you really? Yeah. Did you take his mat home with you?
3: Yeah, look, took a picture of it
0: and did you put it on ebay
3: <laughs> i'm selling it <laughs> oh
0: that is awesome
2: jason do you guys did you guys get any rogue apparel
3: yeah we what got
2: sort of, some, just some like a sweatshirt no sh- no like competition shirts with your names on it or anything like that no.
3: yeah we um he did work out with me talked about some coffee
2: do you have any preference for that as an athlete who is sponsored? I know at like some of the competitions, like the last time Dubai was live, they gave the athletes shirts and they were, you know, required to at least wear those shirts when they took the floor as you know, and, and it looked like in this competition that you guys were able to wear whatever uh, you know, whatever apparel you wanted from shirts to shoes, et cetera.
3: Yeah, I wear whatever.
2: Do you care either way? You know, is that a I want to
3: wear a Nike.
0: Where where could, can people buy Hopper shit? Like, can I buy a shirt that says, like, Hopper on it?
3: You just go to the store and buy a white T-shirt and write it with Sharpie. And, like, we did it in that.
0: <laughs> but there isn't, like, a Hopper shirt no. anywhere? Like, Rogue doesn't sell a Hopper shirt or, like, Nike doesn't sell a Hopper shirt? No. Hmm. Mm. Uh, did stepping back from the ministry To focus on fitness affect you at all Any backlash from the church He didn't do shit there Whenever I talked to him when he was there He just sat around and used their Wi-Fi. I don't think he was doing anything there That was like a cush ass job He didn't dust the pews He didn't clean out those like candle containers He didn't do shit That's my guess Jason, any thoughts?
2: Nope, he pretty much said it all Alright, I knew it Hey guys, do you mind if I just sit in this room and pretend like I have a job here? Yeah, he oh, was yeah, sub- that's perfect. Yeah, do that. He was subsidized by the church. <laughs> Did you uh I guess this this person had a question here. Did you um watch any of the strongman stuff? We watched the dumbbells, but they put over their head. The seer I think it's called the sear bell or spar bell or something like that.
3: Yeah, that was pretty crazy, dude.
2: Yeah, dude. I mean there's it's it was because of Rogue. I've I've had a, like some exposures to strongmen over the last couple of years, and uh, it is pretty impressive what those guys can do. And um I mean, they're, they're did you get to like? There's some massive guys out there. Yeah, they're massive. Like, big, <laughs> like the smallest guy competing there is a hundred really? pounds yeah. more than you. The
3: what's smallest really? guy
2: is a hundred pounds more than you. You
3: know, this crazy, dude. They are the nicest people. Out of all of those guys. <laughs> I
1: think There's
2: the most so intimidating much. looking guys, just big teddy bears though.
3: They're so much nicer than all the CrossFitters. And like those, some of those dudes are like the nicest people you'll ever meet.
2: I was impressed that the um, apparel company had cowboy boots and hats that fit some of them. Yeah. And when those guys put them on, I mean, it looked like they were wearing slippers, like not boots. Like boots usually make your feet look big. <laughs> Their bodies made the boots look small.
3: And the crazy thing is like, we were all in the locker room. And all like the CrossFitters, all like the CrossFit athletes were like so like tense, like not talking to one another, like minding their own business. And then these strong men are competing against each other. They're all like sitting at the table, like having a great time together. Like talking. Like
2: Do you wish there there was more of that in CrossFit or do you like the tension?
3: Uh I'm, there should be a balance. Um
1: it's yeah. Yeah. I mean, I
2: feel like there's got to be some. Like, I'm imagining – I'm just a picturing, like, Guy and Lazar, like, just choking around in the corner or whatever. But I even think that Medeiros and Vel- – like, Vellner's a pretty – I feel like he's a pretty easygoing guy in the back.
3: Uh, Vellner is the funniest dude in the back. <laughs> he makes – pretty much. he, like, lightens the mood. I told him this uh, whenever he retires, basically, to keep coming to all the competitions and just stay in the locker room just to, like – set
0: the mood someone else will take his place he's funny though he is funny there were there were there's always been a few funny dudes back there Panchik was always funny bridges was always funny there were dudes back there who just were just tearing shit up just yeah. talking shit and just
3: he's always talking donor
0: yeah it's awesome it's <laughs> awesome um uh well someone asked what his uh his his echo burner rpm was we talked about that you're gonna have to scroll back but i think he said he got up to 93 and that's kind of where he held it once someone-
3: brian brian we did not talk about that one event that you talked about the event- oh never mind we talked about event six.
0: Oh, but, but uh before we get to that one event whatever it is um uh did you get anyone's phone number this weekend? Like you're saying that you met a lot of nice people. Did you add anyone to your contacts this weekend? I don't think so. Nah, so it wasn't that good of an event. You don't got like Brian Shaw's number? You can't like call him right now and see if you can get him on my podcast? No. Oh, fuck. Did you talk to Bill, Did you talk to Bill and Katie at all?
3: I met, I met Bill. Is that your
0: first time? Yeah. Oh, how was that? It was great. God, I'd I love to be a fly on the wall when you and Bill meet. I'll, I'll tell you how it went. Why? Hi, hey. <laughs> cool event. Thanks.
3: <laughs> I like the hill. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like that. He was talking to O'Keefe. I just shook his hand.
0: Let me tell you something. Bill is a man of less than few words. Well, oh.
1: And you only know. And
0: you only know yes and no. So it's like fuck he's like mm. you're like yes he's like mm.
3: you're like no <laughs> he's good he's doing something right
0: uh love the podcast here from chile thank you Sevon, for all the dedication have you thought about having tony budding on i have not i have not talked to tony in forever. that would be interesting i've thought about um oh, i I should maybe even just reach out and say hi. I think I should start just by saying hi to Tony before I start like thinking about having him on the podcast. We, it, Our relationship was could be tense
2: at times. Maybe that could be another cathartic healing for you. <laughs> True, it could be. Um, Jason,
0: you should hand Medeiros a note at the next competition right before an event saying we've been trying to reach you about your car's extended warranty. <laughs> Someone get, that's like a spam joke, I guess. I guess
1: I don't know what that means.
0: Uh, are there any assholes in the locker room? Are there like is, are, are there any assholes there? I don't think so. If Colton Mertens was there, he would have met ten new friends on accident. <laughs> Dude, oh.
1: Colton Mertens standing next to uh, one of the strongmen would have
0: been epic. Epic. That's true. <laughs> oh man um anything else brian before we let him go back to um
2: his i think in- the, i actually think the only workout we haven't talked about is the lifting um, Okay, the, the bella yeah and J- uh, jason did tell me about it but i'm sure people would like to hear what you what you told me
0: yeah i want to hear too
3: what
2: i tell you just about your you know your experience out there and um walking through like the the weight choices and then how it felt to lift that that 350 in front of the crowd like that
3: yeah i went out there and i put on i hit i think i hit 295 in warm-up and then i went out there i was going to start with 305 and then everybody started putting on three plate three blue plates Or well, i saw a few people do that and i was like oh man like you got it, you you gotta do it <laughs> so i put i put on three fifteen and I hit it and I thought I was thinking that like three thirty five three forty was gonna be like my my lift simply because i I've jerked uh three sixty five one time in my life and the before that I put 335 over my head, and that was there was no like in between, like it was like 335, and like my next PR was like 365, and it was only once. And there was no 350 PR at one point, there was a 345 PR at one point, it was like it was 335, and then it was 365. And so I went out there with a 365 PR one time in my life, and I put on three. 15 i hit it it felt really good like really snappy um and then i put on
2: is that the one that dropped on your toe it hit my toe man i was so mad it bounced like two or three times and landed just on the outside of your foot
0: yeah uh, you saw that you saw that brian or you found someone out?
2: someone sent afterwards? it to
0: me wow you, Wait, can so- watch,
3: you can go watch it like it's on the on the um video
0: So, in the Bella complex, the last movement was to get the bar from shoulder to overhead. And you're saying when you dropped it, it landed on your toe on your right foot? No, I dropped it and then it bounced. And when it bounced, it like moved over and hit my toe. And did that hurt?
3: (laughs) Yeah,
1: it hurt.
3: If it would have hit further up my foot, though, it may have broken. (laughs) Wow!
2: If you watch, you can see like you react, you react like that instinctual reaction, or you just like pull your foot out of there, like yeah, danger, yeah. danger. And then I hit three. Um, when you were, after three fifteen, were you watching to see what everyone else was doing to make that decision to go to three thirty-five, or were you like, you know what, I'm feeling it. This is what I'm going to do, regardless of anything else.
3: Yeah, after three fifteen, I was like, all right. That felt really easy. I think I could do 30 or 20 more pounds. And so 335 was um, pretty smart.
2: And, you know, it seems like it was about a 50-50 mix. Like when I look at the the lifts here, um, you chose not never to use those two, those two fractional pound plates that they gave you, whereas about half the field did. Is there any reason for that?
1: Yeah.
3: I didn't really see a need to use them until like the last lift. And when I had 350 on, I was already in, like pretty much intimidated by the fact that it was 350. Then I was so I didn't want to add any weight. Like I was OK with taking forth or whatever I did in that heat burned that in the whole event. Um, with 350, because I put I've never put this over my head, but one time in my life and I have to do it twice here. Like 350 is enough. <clears throat> uh but I was the whole so, the, the whole event I was talking to Matt. Like he was at a um a booth and now we were locking eyes the entire time and I was like communicating with him and so he would tell me like to put my sweatshirt on. He was like, put your sweatshirt on and so I was like, All right, all right, put my sweatshirt on.
2: Is this what um, you guys practice in Vermont, like Morse code where you blink so, so many times? Yeah, what do you mean know you what to communicating do communicating with them? <laughs>
0: You mean you guys are both like
3: There's a picture There's a picture of me Hold on let me see if I can find it I, get, I, I put on 350 And I find Matt in the stands And I'm I ask him should I go down Like is this crazy of me To put 350 on the bar um, And there's a picture of me Like asking him on, Look here
0: Can he hear you Oh, I see. Oh, that's a great picture. Wow, you that don't even good. look like you right there.
2: Looks like a like a feral animal.
0: Look how manly you look. Yeah.
3: Um so yeah, I uh <clears throat> three fifteen. I was pretty stoked about it.
2: What's the what's your mindset stepping up to that weight? Uh, like, do you have cues that you were first in your mind? Do you have something that you say to pump yourself up? Do you breathe a certain way?
3: Um, there was a cue that Jake gave me with my jerk technique and warm-ups, uh, because I was letting the bar get out in front of me a little bit on my jerk. And so he gave me a cue of basically like acting like my back is against the wall when I, I would jerk. So it goes more like a, behind you. Oh, yeah. um, and so really when it got heavy, I was, I was going to clean 350. I was going to front squat it. It was all going to be, a, and I was going to get it high enough. It was going to come down to where the bar is positioned. Because in, if it, if I catch it out an inch in front of me, I'm not going to be able to make the, make the lift. And so all I was thinking about was making sure my back was like against the wall and it helped.
2: That's awesome. That's yeah.
0: But you oh. didn't even know you could do it. You didn't go into it with confidence and you still did it
3: um the way
2: 335
3: felt i was i was thinking there was a chance (laughs) but i needed i needed the adrenaline the adrenaline was obviously super helpful um and i mean it was under the lights like i'm sure if i did that
2: complex in the gym tomorrow like feeling fresh i'm gonna probably get nowhere near that (laughs) Is that a moment that you can appreciate the crowd or are you pretty dialed in? Like I'm, I'm talking to Matt and I'm focused on my weight and I'm not looking at anything else. No, the crowd
3: definitely helped.
2: Yeah. Do you think that like the, did you feed off any of the other athletes lifts?
0: No. Oh, that's not, that's not true. That's not true. Well, depends think- on how he interprets the question. That's not true. There, there, there's something here that's interesting. Basically, we started the show with saying that he stayed. He he likes this event because he stayed in his lane, meaning he stayed to his plan. He stuck to his plan. He stuck to his plan. He stuck to his plan. And in this event, what's interesting is when we talk about it, he want, he was supposed to open with 305 on the bar, but because he saw the other fucking meatheads putting three plates on, he too said me meat had me put three plate on and he did put three plates on there is something's had some this is an interesting one and 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 i want to finish it with a happy ending and it it had a happy ending he was successful he was successful coming out of his lane um, and and leaving his game plan
2: go ahead
3: not staying in your own lane David McFadden,
0: this is the third podcast in a row, you fucking slut, where you said you've liked my guest. You cannot fucking love all the guests. <laughs> slut bucket. Okay, sorry, go mm-hmm. ahead.
3: When I say then, stay on my own, it is referring mostly to the Metcons that we are doing. Not clearly. necessarily the list.
0: Ah, clearly. My bad. The reason, the reason there's I there's a distinction between being peer, feeling peer pressure in MetCon, so and, and that's fair. I hear you. So you're basically saying, well, you tell me why is that more important in the MetCons than in the heavy lifts? Sorry, Brian, I mean not cut you off either.
3: Because it's easy to chase a rabbit out of a MetCon, and you can't worry about their pace out of the gate because it's not your pace, and you don't know what they suck out, and you don't know the reasons why they're going a certain speed at a certain given time. You got to run your race, you got to do what's best for you and don't care about nobody else
0: well, and also if the, if you damage yourself in a metcon there there's there's no there's no fix in yeah, that Bella, yeah. in that Bella complex, if you would have opened let's say with three fifty and failed, were you allowed to go down in weight were you allowed to go down to, or did they have a rule you can't go backwards?
3: you can't go backwards
2: okay it was actually kind of that's that's kind of clever and it's really a cat and mouse because in the event of a tie break. The tie break was your opening lift. So you want to go as heavy as you can, but you can't really afford to miss. Yeah. Ooh. The, um, the reason why I asked is because now this is the second time this year that I've seen you be part of a format that was like that at the Mac with the snatches. And now this one with the Bella complex where you were in a heat where most, where everyone was, was successfully lifting. And I feel, mm-hmm. you know, there were very, very few, I don't know if there were any mislifts lifts, like well, maybe a couple, but most people were hitting their lifts. And I feel like that just creates this environment. Like it's, um, like it's an adrenaline rush. And it's just like, you guys build off of each other. I'm, I'm losing. I'm yeah, not giving yeah, up the word well, that just, I want.
3: This expectation.
2: Just like a, it's like a collective momentum. Cause mm-hmm. like at the, at the Mac, every, you know, probably everyone knows there were like five guys in that heat that hit 300 pounds, but there were also guys like Justin Medeiros who PR'd at 285. And so every lift, like lift after lift, there were guys just, yeah. Like and the energy's rising and rising and I felt like it was similar there um for that heat. Did you ever um did you talk to BKG at
0: all? Not really. Not even a hello.
3: Yeah, we talked like we said hello.
0: Did you ever say his name Bjorgvin? Did you ever say hey what's up Bjorgvin? No. <laughs> Bjorgvin. Bjorg, what's up? What's up Bjorgvin Carl gudmanson You never said that. Mm-hmm. Bjorgvin, good to see you, dude. Looking buff. <laughs> Nothing. No. Dude, you gotta say his name every time you say see him, Bjorgman. If you don't, you'll forget it and never be able to say it.
3: We were like, doing the we were doing the ring muscle ups though, and he was in like two lanes next to me. And he so I was talking to Jeffrey Alder, 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 Adler. 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 Uh, oh,
0: you're never if you can't say Jeffrey Adler, you're never Alder. gonna be able to say Bjorgvin, Carl Gudmanson. You're
3: fucked. um and we were in the warm-up and we were talking about like I was like hey dude like you're the only one I'm worried about and and Jeffrey was like you should be worried about the person the people behind me because BKG is like really good at chippers Um, and so I was like okay well now I'm worried about BKG and we get out there and he's like moving through like I knew I was on my step ups and he's like on the ring muscle ups and I get to the ring muscle-ups and he's like deep into a set. I don't know what number he's at, but he's like, he's been on the ring muscle-ups for like a long time and I'm doing my ring muscle-ups and after like a good like like a couple minutes of me doing ring muscle-ups, I look to my left and he's still there and I'm like, oh my goodness he blew up like this is my chance to like I'm going to beat PKG in this workout and then I get done. i I have I get done with my last set and he gets on this the freaking he starts doing handstand push-ups and I'm like he freaking lapped me <laughs> he finished his last set of re ups before I finished my first. <laughs> well
0: was this was perfect. I mean
2: the dude was, that's this- a
0: great story. Hopper, you need to tell more stories. We're fucking an hour and 53 minutes into the podcast. No one's even gonna hear that one. That's the best thing you said the whole podcast.
3: You didn't, tell me about, you didn't tell me about stories. Huh. All right, I'll
2: tell you another story. No, I don't have any stories. <laughs> no, B, I mean, look, that workout is BKG written all over it. He, cru- like, he crushed the chipper in, the, in online last year in Rogue, and he crushed this one. He was over a minute faster than the next guy in your heat on that workout. Caleb, <laughs> I mean, an
0: hour and 53 minutes. Cut that clip, Caleb. I'll Get th- that clip. I'll
3: tell you what, the, on, the, on the concept too, I was – I wasn't as nervous on the concept too, but one thing I did do to like calm my nerves was like, hey, remind myself like, hey, like, I walk, I ran out there, it was like, the sun was like setting, it was like perfect, it was like perfect temperature, it was like amazing, like ideal situation. And before competition, like a couple minutes before, I was like trying to calm my nerves, like you're talking to yourself, you're like, you're trying to get in that that, that mindset. And I kept telling myself, like, Jason, enjoy this workout, like, enjoy it, like, look where you're at, where you're at. And then I started telling myself, dude, you're working out next to Pat Vellner. Enjoy this moment. Like, this is a dream come true. (laughs) And the entire time I was skiing, I was like, dude, I'm actually working out next to Patrick Vellner (laughs) the entire time. Um. And, 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 he, and he
0: and he's going to be dead soon. It's like going or to no. an Eric Clapton concert. Mm-hmm. Good, I like that. I'm working out like to Velner. He's and he's going to be dead soon. So like, it's good. I like that. Yeah. Old dog. Uh, a, a couple couple uh, important important competition questions for you. Um, do you know like there's some there's some times when you have to hold in a fart. Like you go somewhere and like this is not the place to fart. Yeah. Um, but what about if you're out there in the game? If you're out there on the floor in the games, That is like you don't hold in a fart there. You just let it fly. You don't give a fuck, right? Yeah, I don't care. Like judges next to you, who cares? Like you got to get that. Like you have to be. Like you can't be like worried about holding in a fart.
2: Do you think the judges are worried? They're like, fuck, I don't want to fart right now and mess this guy's workout up. <laughs> you ever heard a judge fart mm-hmm. next
1: to you? No.
0: Do you have a? Uh- have y'all
3: have y'all um had travis or um pat on the podcast travis Mayer, yeah
2: only a thousand times no No, you haven't had him on a thousand times we should get him it's been a while we got to get travis back on
0: travis Mayer
2: since the Rogue.
0: no we had him on right before we had him on the day the rogue started like from his hotel room or some shit didn't we
2: yes yeah i wasn't on for that one but that was just a short one right
0: yeah we need to have him back on he should be a regular why, what and who was the other person you asked? Travis or who?
3: Patrick. I was so when I knew I
1: Oh yeah, we one. had
0: Patrick on mid Patrick. Patrick was nice enough. He and he beat you by the way in this competition and he beat you at the games, by the way, in case you didn't know. And he also did come on um at ten o'clock at night in the middle of the competition to give some love to the Sevon podcast. So go ahead. What were you gonna say, Jason?
3: You should ask them about me grunting on the G H D Med Ball workout.
0: Did he say anything to you about it? Like, Hey dude, pipe down, like in the middle of the workout, pipe down over there.
3: (laughs) No, I was like grunting. I I don't know why, but I was like, every rep, I was like, (laughs) And Patrick told me that every time, like he had his eye, he he closed his eyes because the sun was in front of him. And so whenever he heard me grunting, he was able to know how far ahead he was. (laughs) So, the first round, he was like, "Oh, I'm two two reps ahead of you because I, I I just started hearing it grunting and like it got further back and further back as he got further ahead of me in the workout." <laughs> so, yeah, on well, like the last round, he was like, he didn't hear they were grunting until like 14 med balls, and he was like, "All right, I'm 14, <laughs> 14 reps ahead of Hopper." <laughs> That's a, what
0: another about. great story at a, at an hour and 57 in. Um, were the judges more lenient? At the Rogue Invitational than the CrossFit Games. Because as a fan, it did seem that way. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I don't shit, that was easy.
3: <laughs> I didn't get I didn't get no rep a whole lot at either competition, so
0: I wonder what they say to the judges at the rogue invitational. Like, hey, be cool, man. Judge the person like it's your mom. Can Joe, Can Jason grow facial hair? Does he? A beard would do him well. I don't know. If it would do him? I don't agree with the second part, but the first part's an interesting question.
3: This took two months.
0: <laughs> oh sh- Oh wow! Is that true?
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, uh, the the uh, Will uh, Brand says tell Susa to edit out the first hour and a half. <sighs> Uh Jason, have you ever thought about getting a mental coach? Dude, that's Matt. That's what Matt is. Not on some woo-woo shit, but it sounds like you get in your head a lot. Nah. How dare you, Ryan? How dare you? I got that. I think, book. He, said, I I think he said it it sounds like you get a lot of head. I think that's what he meant. That's a typo.
3: I got that book, you remember?
0: <laughs> oh yeah. What? Oh, the Bible? That one?
3: No. Well
0: that'll do but no. Um Pat was on the day uh he was on the on the day of the rogue and Pat was battling sinus issues. Yeah, Pat was battling sinus issues. Uh do you have any other questions for him? I gotta go to the
2: skate park. Yeah, let's I gotta go. Let's, let, let's do it again next month.
3: Hey, see y'all at uh December first.
2: So, so you you
0: have a you're not going to be on some elk hunt or you you want to run this by uh, Matt Matt first to see if it's okay if you come on.
3: Uh, it's going to have to be on December sixth.
0: Why? What's up with the first? What are you doing?
3: That's on a Monday. First,
2: first Monday of the month, December sixth. Put on the calendar. All
1: right, December sixth. All right, I right. gotta right,
2: go. Peace.